Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Beautiful uh, autumn day here in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Uh, the leaves are turning. Mm-hmm. Um, My mayonnaise is turning, but that's because I'm not refrigerating it. I, yeah, I saw someone eating a pumpkin salad. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think everything has to have pumpkin in it. It's a hot take. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I'll take the other position. Everything needs pumpkin. Hi, I'm social satirist Jesse Thorne. Yeah. I'm not a political satirist. I, I like to look at... Uh, Life's little foibles. Exactly. Sure. Yeah, I'm like, a, I'm like an Irma Bombeck type. <laughs> yeah. Now, I, I was only recently made aware yeah. that... Now, I don't go out of my way to buy pumpkin items. Right. Uh, but... What they call pumpkin spice is not actually trying to replicate the flavor of pumpkin. It is a spice that you would put on pumpkin. So it's this totally other flavor, but yeah, it's like that is associated isn't it? with pumpkin. Is it like cinnamony? I think so, yeah. Or maybe some allspice, clove? <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. It's like what you would use for mulling. Yeah, it's, it's actually um, Lowry seasoning salt. <laughs> so when someone orders a pumpkin spice latte, <laughs> you just get... it actually tastes like <laughs> you, uh, your grandpa made you a prime rib. A pumpkin spice latte is coffee, mm-hmm. milk, and Mrs. Dash. Mm-hmm. I actually do like it when a salad has a nice like grilled piece of pumpkin in it. I think that's that's kind of nice. But this, this pumpkin salad that I saw, mm-hmm. and look, I'm not saying this is the best pumpkin salad in the world. I, I saw someone... Eating it at the Rose Bowl flea market. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, the standards are low with the, the Rose Bowl. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was almost all pumpkin. I don't know. I just don't really like eating pumpkin. Yeah? Yeah. To me, pumpkin is something that you – the reason that you eat pumpkin is because you made a jack-o'-lantern. And you just have some pumpkin laying around. Exactly. Like you have too much pumpkin. And you, like the Indians, yeah. want to use every part of your kill. Okay. I Before we introduce our guest, I've got I've got a- Can I weigh in on pumpkins? Yeah, sure. I'm not going to go out of my way to make pumpkin, right. but if it turns up in something, kind of fun. Really? Yeah. How do you feel about pumpkin pie? Do you like pumpkin pie? I think it's okay. I think it is a, you know, mid-level treat. There are many other treats that I would prefer, but if like somebody makes one or- you know, if it's all that's available, uh, fine. It's kind of nice. My feeling about it is uh, pie is really good, mm-hmm. but you should make pie out of something that tastes good to begin with. <laughs> sure, yeah, you know you're, doing, I mean? you're doing a lot of work. Like, uh, sure, like, could you make, like, cod pie, for example? Like, <laughs> sure. Yes, you could. If and you've you added could probably, enough sugar and butter and... Yeah, you could get there. Yeah. You could get where you needed to go. You could make a cell. I mean, you, they make pie out of rhubarb. Sure. And it tastes pretty good. So you think that... Like, rhubarb is inedible. So you think that people who are making pumpkin pie are kind of like spatting in the face of God? Yeah. You think it's a yeah, it's like an mar- affront, like, 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 like the Tower of Babel. Like people who run marathons. Those are the two oh, sure. situations where I think you're defying God's mm-hmm. will. Okay, so I do – well, let's introduce our guest and then I'll give this big sure. update that I have to give. <laughs> our guest, a pumpkin. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, I feel pretty you uncomfortable. Stepped you stepped in it. Uh, our guest, uh, writer, mm-hmm. actor, brilliant stand-up comedian, mm-hmm. world champion, of course. Sure. Author of the new book, If the Raindrops United, Judah Friedlander. Hello. Hi, Judah. How are you? I'm good, and I'm enjoying this pumpkin talk a lot. <laughs> Do you want to weigh in? Do you have any thoughts? Pumpkin uh, spice, pumpkin as meal. Yeah, well, you know, I, I don't drink coffee, so I can't comment on any of the 
pumpkin spice coffees, and it seems like it's a big marketing ploy to just get you to buy more stuff. But well, at this point, Trader Joe's is the pumpkin store. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'd agree with you on that. And uh, but I do like a good pumpkin pie. I think it can be quite nice. Is there uh, a secret? Is there a is there an X factor that makes the a a slice of pumpkin pie better than just okay? Can I offer one possibility before Judah weighs in here? Sure. Uh, make it out of sweet potatoes. Okay. Yeah, that's my recommendation for well, that. Actually, pie. sounds really good too. Yeah, I, sweet potato I, pie is definitely better. I would go for that also. Uh, but there's something to be said, like you were talking about rhubarb pie. About you know, I, I admire the ingenuity and the effort that goes into making a sweet dish out of something that really isn't sweet to begin with. It's you know? basically sour celery. Like yeah. they had some sour yeah. celery lying around, mm-hmm. and they're like, you know what we should do with this? Pastry. Yeah. But, no, I see what you're saying, though. But it's is a that challenge. It's, it's a, a real challenge. Right. It is, it's I, kind of— And I respect that. It's kind of all-American in a lot of ways. It's yeah. like, we see a problem. Yeah. How do we fix it? We build a build Studebaker. An, build an we, assembly line. We make it yeah. into candy. Sure. Yeah. That's the um, answer. I'm just excited now that we've, uh, we've had two of the three pranksmen on the show now. Yeah. It's pretty good. Who else did you have on? Uh, I guess all we need is Lutz now. Okay, very and then good. We're, uh, then we got the Pranksman hat trick. I anyway, will, I will put the word in. Yeah, the Pranksman, uh, for those who don't know, was uh, on Thirty Rock. Was three of the the, the uh, TGS writers forming their own prankster group, and probably the worst prankster group in the history of television. <laughs> Starting I, off with the name, The Pranksman. You sure. know. I mean, we played writers on a comedy show, and the best name we can come up with was The Pranksman. <laughs> you know? and, and we never won a prank contest. We, we, we always started it mm-hmm. and, and always lost. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so I promised a big update. Okay. Two-part update. First part is, everyone please remember that I'm going on tour, mm-hmm. bullseyetour.com. Uh, Los Angeles, Philadelphia, Boston, Washington, D.C., New York City. There's that. Sure. Second thing, uh, big eyes and nose light update. Oh, okay. Um, Judah, for your benefit, the the eyes and nose light is a street lamp near my house uh-huh. uh, that my son has taught me has supernatural powers. I think this is great. Uh, a lot of the time, you have to take Jesse's son is very young. This isn't a sixteen-year-old with a <laughs> let me tell you something bizarre inner life. A lot of geniuses and people who are natural-born mediums, it, it starts when they're young. Mm. You know, that's when it first starts showing. Exactly, so. it manifests. You can yeah. tell. Yeah, um, that's also, interesting. Do you think you're my son is a child preacher? I should oh, mention okay. that. <laughs> I was going to say, do you think he could be an X-Man? Uh, no, but he's handled snakes effectively. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that probably does point more toward Preacher. Um, or he so, could be an X-Man whose power is talking to snakes. So the eyes and nose light, um, that would be a pretty lame X-Man. Yeah. There's lamer ones. The serpent. <laughs> yeah. Um, the uh, uh, Here's the thing. Okay, so um, uh, the eyes and nose light... Um, you have to be careful. Uh, sometimes it's your friend. Sometimes it's your foe. Usually it's your foe. You have to mm-hmm. wear a costume to sneak past it. Otherwise, it'll catch you. Does he say foe? No. Okay. Uh, but uh, it's, uh, it's usually a bad guy. Okay. Actually, he asked a really interesting question recently, mm. which is, are bad guys nice to other bad guys? Mm. Um, which I think is a pretty deep, you know, sort of a transitive property type thing. Sure. I'm telling you, your kid's a genius. Anyway, so Simon, my genius son... Uh, 
told me about something I did not know about, which is sync flight. Mm. Um, sync flight mm-hmm. works for the eyes and nose light. Anyway, Sinkle is a girl's name, so Sink Flight is a girl. Foo boy, I I don't even know what that means. What is that? What <laughs> can you unpack that? Uh, well, yeah, sure. Uh, Sink Flight mm-hmm. uh, is this is, another character? It's a girl. This is uh, this is like mm, it's like uh, Mrs. Lex Luthor type thing. Okay. You know what I mean? You know how there's Lex Luthor and Mrs. Lex Luthor? <laughs> sure. Wait, I'm thinking of Santa Claus. Yeah, you're thinking Santa of Santa Claus. Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus. Yeah, it's uh, Superman's greatest enemy, Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah. It's like if there was a Mrs. Krampus. Okay. So it's like, uh, you know, sometimes a... Uh, wait, doesn't doesn't the Joker have an evil girlfriend? Uh, Yeah, sure. Harley Quinn. There you go. So okay. it's like the Joker and his evil girlfriend. Sure. Um, I think... Although I don't know if there's a romantic relationship between the eyes and nose light and sink flight. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, so, so, so sink flight is a different lamp on our street. It's mm-hmm. down the block to the left rather than down the block to the right out of our front gate. Mm-hmm. You know, our, our front gate, of course, sure. listeners. Um, so sink flight uh, is named – sink flight is like its character name. Mm-hmm. Its given name is Sinkle. Okay. Which is a girl's mm-hmm. name. Mm-hmm. Does that help explain it? Yeah, now I'm clear. Now I know exactly what's going on. I just wanted to make sure everybody was on top of the latest developments in the eyes and nose light mythos. Mm -hmm. By the way, if there's not a wiki for this soon, I'm going to be very disappointed. I mean, it seems like people, yeah, maybe people can draw a map of, you know, this land like it was a Narnia or something or a Middle Earth. Yeah, exactly. Judah, how are, how are you, friend? Uh, I'm good. I'm here visiting Los Angeles for the week, so that's always a lot of fun. I always uh, really enjoy coming out here. It's pretty – even when I'm working, I feel like I'm on vacation a little bit. You're missing out on Autumn in New York, though, from the classic song Autumn in New York. Yeah, uh, but that's okay. That's okay. I've, I've, I've seen that a bunch, and it, we're, starting <laughs> yeah. to get, we're starting to get into the colder phase of fall anyway, so what is uh, What is like – what is like – because do people do talk about autumn in New York? Like, is there a is there a pocket? What is the ideal time for those you know magic leaves and you know crisp? You can spend airs. all year round in New York and not ever see any leaves or appreciate any leaves. You have to even autumn in New York. You have to in general, I think, make an effort to appreciate it. I think mm-hmm. most of the the Brooklyners and Manhattan people will they'll take trips uh, one hour to two hours north outside of the city in upstate New York uh, so that they can look at all the trees. Uh, oh, okay. Instead of just uh, – but, you know, the, the parks do have them. But overall, it's uh, – you know, I think I think winter in New York City, you get better uh, visuals than actually in, on fall because when the trees lose all their leaves, they kind of – you know, they're they're kind of like very interesting sculptures. Oh. And uh, and then they're, they're that way for, for months, so. Leaves overrated. Now, that's a hot take. Yeah. I actually have a – in my new book uh, that I have out, uh, I have a drawing uh, – about trees, and it's about my new tree strategy. Because, <laughs> you know, I like trees, but I don't think in general they're that smart. Sure. And it's like one of those things, I understand why you would have a new mm-hmm. tree strategy, because eventually yeah. the other trees around the league adapt. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the spread offense, you know, like you have to adjust I like your, uh, your optimistic attitude yeah. here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically my new strategy is, um, you know, in the winter, keep your leaves on. It's cold. 
Right. You know, yeah. and in the summer, take them off. Right. You know, it's hot out. You know, yeah. and, and so that they're doing, they've been doing everything backwards for years. Yeah. Uh, probably decades, we could say. Mm-hmm. Can, I, can I ask you a question, Judah? Yeah. Would you consider these to be trees or jackasses? Yeah. Ooh, boy. You know well, I, mean? I want to I want to treat them with respect. Okay. Since, uh, no, since, sorry. Yeah. Since sorry. I'm trying to uh, you know make change here or at least bring it up. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Your coalition building. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, I can understand that. Yeah. Jesse's just always going to create that perfect clickbait headline to yeah. go with an episode of our podcast. Right. Yeah. You know, thirty rock star says trees are jackasses. That's mm. kind of. Prankster, colon, trees are jackasses. <laughs> yeah, that's actually how I got on 30 Rock was, uh, you know, the Pranksmen were a group for years. And uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> See, another horrible prank from, from – <laughs> another horrible one. I've, have you ever been on uh, – I guess either of you. Have either of you been on any kind of fruit-picking vacation? Oh, yes. I've gone to pick fruit. Have you gone to pick fruit? No. I think a girl asked me that once, and I and I and we weren't even going out, and I got really weirded out, and it, and it never happened. Oh, but, like maybe picking fruit was like a sex thing you just weren't sure no, about? No, I, I, I think I knew what it was, and I'm like, <laughs> it, it, I think it just the uh, – because I'm not against it, but if I'm if – I'm, here's the thing. Like if you live in New York City – Leave the yeah, fruit. Yeah. Leave the fruit. Let it rot. Let it rot. What, what are the things about New York and L.A. that are a little different? In L.A. – Are it, they? No, no, no. But I'm saying very similar cities. They're actually very similar yeah. cities and very different. Mm-hmm. But one of, the sim, one of the differences is that in L.A., it can be hard to get around just within your city. Mm-hmm. But getting out of the city is quite easy. Mm-hmm. In New York, getting around your city is easy. But getting out is very difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, you're kind of trapped in sure. that city. So to go fruit picking, that means you have to leave the city and that alone yeah. is like an ordeal. You're like, I might hate it here. I might hate this city. But getting out is a big effort. So maybe I'll just stay with the suckiness of being here instead yeah. of having to leave because mm-hmm. it's, it's so much work. I was in New yeah. Jersey. When you picked the fruit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Garden State. Mm. I like New Jersey. Uh, you know what? New Jersey, I've, I've expressed this hot take on the show before. New Jersey's highly underrated. Yeah. yeah. New Jersey's a beautiful state. Uh, that's why we got the nickname, the Garden State. I, uh, I went apple picking, mm-hmm. uh, which is the New Jersey autumnist of activities. It was pretty good. Yeah. You eating was- them off? Are you eating them off the tree? Uh, yeah, maybe there's a cleanliness issue there. You gonna want to wash them first? End of the day, Jordan. Mm-hmm. Just go to town. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because you already have more apples than you need. Sure. You might as well eat one. You might as well start in now. I guess I would eat one off the tree, but I would apply a dental dam first. <laughs> really? So yeah, that <laughs> or I or saran wrap if you don't have one. Yeah, handy. sure. I mean, you know, I would improvise, but yeah, you I wouldn't would... hose it down first. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think I would want to eat at least one off the tree, but the rest I would want to give a thorough hosing to. Okay. Yes, Jordan. Now, my assumption mm-hmm. would be, and by the way, can we not talk about what Jordan is hosing? <laughs> sure. Uh, my assumption would be if I picture Jordan Morris, Boy Detective, the mm-hmm. legendary podcast host, sure. I picture you giving that thing a shine on the outside of your thigh. Oh, yeah, a little. <sighs> you know that thing when an old time guy eats an apple, he goes. <sighs> yeah. No, I think that's about, that's about how it would go. And then I would, I would roll it along my shoulder and elbow bump it. To like an orphan. 
Have I mentioned that I'm auditioning for a Prairie Home Companion? No, I mean, good luck with that. Yeah, I'm going to be the new guy that makes noises. I, I They've got a great new sketch about uh, eating an apple. <laughs> and it's a Lutheran eating an apple. Sure, yeah, yeah. And he eats it in a very specific well, way. I have a question. What kind of apples were you picking? Do you, know, do you remember? Oh, shit. That's probably why I didn't get the gig last year. Oh, okay. I, every year I audition. They have open auditions every sure, year. Yeah. It's a lot like Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. They actually do it on the SNL stage. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, right there at center stage, right, right with G.E. Smith is there. Right, yeah. G.E. Smith, by the way, works for our Perry Home Companion. If he, la- if he laughs, you yeah. know you've made it because he's seen it all. <laughs> right. And if you can get G.E. to chuckle. I know. You know what? I actually, probably the best thing that I've ever done in my life, I did a series of bird calls and mm-hmm. G.E. Smith punctuated it with a brief guitar solo. Mm. And that was, for me, that was heaven. That's my definition of heaven. You've made it. Yeah, check that one off the bucket list. Mm -hmm. Bird calls punctuated (laughs) by by G.E. Smith. G.E. Smith guitar 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 solo. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, Judah, when when a when you do need to do like the the day trip in New York, what do you what do you do? Because now that you mention it, it, does I do see how it would be hard to get out for that you know long weekend kind of thing? Is there like a place that you go regularly? No, you know, with stand up, I uh, I'm pretty much always working. Uh, that's the other thing in New York. New York's so expensive. You you kind of it's like you almost have to be constantly working. That's one thing I like about L.A. is that since it's not nearly as expensive as a city mm. as New York, you can you don't have to be working twenty four hours a day. You can you can like, just chill, relax. Yeah, it's great. Judah, I'll uh, tell you what, I'll tell you what I've heard it referred to, and and you can mm-hmm. uh, correct me or let me know. I, I've heard it called the rat race. Mm. Yeah, there's actually you know what a pretty cool movie from I think. <laughs> The fifties called yeah. the Rat Race. Really? Yeah, yeah it's uh, Don Rickles plays like the. Uh, it might be Tony Curtis. It's in. He plays a young guy who moves. It's to either New York. Don Rickles or no, no, no. Tony they're, they're both Curtis. in it. No, they're both. <laughs> yeah. they're both in it. But I think Don. Yeah, I get the two mixed up yeah, a yeah. lot. You know, it's, it might be Don Knotts. Yeah. It's one of those sure. three guys. Yeah. But oh, uh, it's Andre the Giant. It could be Woody Woodpecker though. Yeah, that's true. that would be awesome. Actually, that would be good. Uh, but no, he, oh, uh, sorry. <laughs> it's Benji. <laughs> but he takes a uh, – Tony Curtis uh, moves to New York City. He's a young guy, mm-hmm. I think, from the Midwest who wants to become an actor. And he winds up sharing an apartment with a woman uh, to, like, split the rent. And I think Rickles plays the, like, the sleazy landlord. Oh. Yeah, it's a pretty cool movie. I think, I think we just – for some weird reason on this show – I don't know if it is a remake or not, but there is a movie called Rat Race that came out in the like early 2000s. Yeah, I think I I either auditioned for it or was supposed to audition for it, but couldn't make the audition or uh-huh. something. Yeah, uh, I remember that. Film. And it's it, semi, isn't it semi a remake of It's a Mad Mad World? Yes, it is. It's definitely in that style, even if it's not a a remake of it. That's what they were going for. And I yeah. think that in it, it is noteworthy for. Maybe two reasons. One, weirdly coming up on this show a lot. And two, being in that pocket in American culture where every movie needed a Smash Mouth song. I think they actually go to a Smash Mouth concert in it. Really? Yeah. That's pretty legendary. Yeah, yeah. They're like this. Like this will not date our movie at all. This band is going to be this famous forever. In the script, it was a better than Ezra concert, but the execs got involved. There's something just like a <laughs> suits got involved. Yeah, there's someone a little more timeless we can put in here. I always love when a movie is like given so little faith, they actually 
you know, do marketing like that, like, well, let's put Smash Mouth in a scene. Yeah. That's going to bring people in. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, all the mouth heads. <laughs> yeah. That's like, what Smash Mouth fans call themselves mouth heads. Oh, I didn't heads. even know that. Because <laughs> literally every one of them has a mouth in their head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. That's so cool. Like, uh, the, the, the first Ace Ventura movie. Mm-hmm. Dan Marino, football player Dan Marino, <laughs> is a lead actor in the yeah, movie. Yeah, sure. He's a plot point. Yeah. It's and, not just like a funny cameo where yeah. he's like, thanks for the help back he's there, like, Ace. He's like probably the second or third lead in that movie. And yeah. you're like, it's like they probably had so little faith in that movie. They're like, we should just get Dan Marino. You know, yeah. And maybe that'll, that'll bring people in. <laughs> What's amazing is that, they, is that they failed to get Joe Montana. Like, sure, obviously. Yeah. Like, Montana said no. Jerry Rice said no. <laughs> yeah. That should be a great documentary. The I think, football players who turned down. <laughs> the part as the, yeah. Uh, I think he actually, doesn't Ace Venture also go to a Cannibal Corpse concert in that? <laughs> now talk about a timeless band. Talk about a band that transcends... I'm trying to think. You might be right. I don't know. It's when he goes to that – oh, God. Anyway, he goes to some guy for information and he has to go through like a loud rock club and then he knocks on a door and then he's like, New England clam chowder. It's like the password. Yeah. Anyway, I think he's at right. I think it's Cannibal Corpse. Can I tell you the one time uh, – the context <laughs> of the one time that I saw Ace Ventura Pet Detective? Mm-hmm. I, it was when it was in theaters. Sure. So I was maybe nine. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure. It's ten. And um, uh, I went to the drive-in with my dad Mm -hmm. um, for a double feature. Mm -hmm. We made it through all of Mo Money, Mm -hmm. uh, which I loved. Mm -hmm. That was Damon Wayans' first lead role in a movie. Well, and Jim Carrey's, I guess. You have a double feature of Hot Off in Living Color. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. And then I think we made it through... 40% 40% of Ace Ventura before mm-hmm. my dad threw in the towel, God bless him. <laughs> uh, but, like, we made it all the way through Mo Money. Like, let me be clear. Is it, is it, was it just that it was just the, the, it was too long to spend watch mug, watching people mug? Yeah, that's a lot. Or maybe it was, he was just thinking, why didn't they get Joe Montana? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Where's Joe? Oh. Oh, it's going to be Dan Marino in this? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Not boy. even Elway? Can't even get Elway? <laughs> sure. If I was going to cast a Miami Dolphin, it'd be Flipper Anderson. Hmm. Is he on the Miami Dolphins or is it just named Flipper? I think that is, <laughs> might have been on I, the Rams. I think it's part of the plot of Ace Ventura is someone steals the Miami Dolphins dolphin. They have a dolphin? Yeah, the in dolphin the, can kick field goals yeah. as like a halftime sideshow. Well, mm-hmm. there's nothing in the rule book that says you can't have a dolphin on the team. <laughs> sure. Yeah, and the dolphin was good. You think maybe they would put him in for a play, but they never did. He was yeah. just a sideshow. Yeah, it's kind of segregation, actually. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say racist. Yeah, yeah. Is dolphin a race? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. It's a race which, of porpoise. Which animals are racist? <laughs> are also racist. You know, it's only three species. There's only three. It's right. dolphins, right? Porpoises, uh huh, squirrels. Got it. All others are animals. So chipmunks, for example, are animals. Exactly. You got it. Okay. You're on the train. Thank you, Jordan. Mm-hmm. You know, T-I-L, mm-hmm. Today I Learned. Sure. Thank you very much. Let's get this on. R-I-Y-L, accepting squirrels as equals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan, Jesse, go. la <laughs> 
let's be honest. We live in a world with too much media. You need a podcast on the front lines figuring out what's great. We're here for you. We're Pop Rocket. I am Guy Branham. I'm a comedian. I'm Winter Mitchell. I call myself a digital strategist. <laughs> I'm Oliver Wang, academic and disc junkie. Margaret Wappler, je suis as journaliste. <laughs> and we watch, listen to, and read everything so that you don't have to. And then we tell you about all the things that you'll love to love. Find us in iTunes or wherever you download podcasts. Pop Rocket, every Wednesday from MaximumFun.org. It's Jordan, Jesse, Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, the voice of the millennial generation. Jordan Morse, boy detective. Uh, Judah Friedlander, the world champion. He is. It's nice to have a guest, Jordan, on the show who has a nickname coming in. Preloaded. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. I mean, it's like if we had uh, Joe DiMaggio on the show. <laughs> sure, yeah. You know, we would already, he'd be saying, oh, I'm Jolton Joe DiMaggio. You know what? We should get Dwayne The Rock Johnson. We should. Why have we not ever had D? TRJ on. I'm more interested in uh, Ted the Splendid Splinter Williams. <laughs> oh, sure. There's a lot a lot of great nicknames out there. Hey, if, if you're out there listening and you're a very famous person with a weird nickname, come on the show. There's a l- one one less little thing you'll have to worry about. What do you think? Uh, you think there's famous people out there who already have great nicknames? We just don't know about them because they're close to the public? Oh, could be. Like maybe maybe people call Channing Tatum Tudor. Oh, you bet they do. Yeah. Shooter. Shooter. What's up, shoot? Shoot. Shoot does, it up. And then he does the robot for five minutes. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, he really moves well for such a well-muscled man. Sure, yeah. Light on his feet. Yeah, he really is light on his feet. And there's an intensity behind his eyes. Surprisingly light <laughs> sure. on his feet. Shoot. Okay. Uh, uh, Judah Friedlander on the show today. Uh, he's got a beautiful new book called If the Raindrops United. Uh, which uh, features uh, uh, his uh, cartoons ranging from the silly to the satirical. Thank that, you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank um, you very much. Uh, you're welcome. I uh, yeah. I, I always did uh, drawing and art as a kid, and then uh, somewhere in junior high school, I started doing animation. I did that through high school, and then even in my twenties, some. And then uh, I sort of. Uh, Went off and on for years doing art stuff, and then I kind of picked it up again a couple of years ago when I was touring doing stand-up so much. You're taking a of... break from pranks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was never good at pranks. <laughs> I, uh, but I, I wanted to, to sort of a, a mix of like uh, downtime of traveling constantly and then sort of like to battle anxiety. I kind of started drawing again, uh, sort of uh, – you know, because my mind always races and stuff. So instead of just trying to calm it down, it's like – just channel it somewhere else besides, you know, panicking. Sure. Or just, you know, constantly working on <laughs> my act or the business stuff or whatever. I had then, I yeah. had Linda Berry on Bullseye not that long ago, and she made drawing seem so fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Like, it was the greatest thing. Like, she inspired me so much. I have not done any drawing. Mm-hmm. But I've thought a lot about what it would be like sure. to draw because of Linda Berry. And now you're inspiring me, Judah. Oh, that's, you know, that, that's what I do. Did you do this in part to inspire young people? Well, yeah. You know, some people talk about my drawings and, and they say, <laughs> you know, oh, the it's a simplistic style or naive or crude. And mm-hmm. I, I, I've heard it described I, as folk art. I, I prefer the term inspirational. Right. I, uh, so 
but you know the uh, the the you know when I was my drawing when I did also like I'm older now so it's like I get like you know arthritis issues hmm. or muscle cramp. It sounds so terrible, like lame to say, but it's like drawing typing actually hurts me. You know I I can't I, so I I tend to draw faster. Uh, than I used to draw. I used to, you know, I used to spend ten hours straight just doing all kinds of, you know, crazy intense detail on drawings when I was in high school and afterwards. Uh, but now it's like I, I draw faster. So, but my my drawings back in high school didn't have nearly as much brain and thought behind them. So my mm-hmm. drawings now are kind of a more simple style, but but with you know bigger ideas. So did some, you did you have a metal band that you designed logos for at all? No, but we actually. We had that as an art project in, I think, eighth grade art class was to design our own album cover. Wow. And I think mine was the – I came up with the name Distortion, which yep. I'm sure – Oh, that's is, good. I'm sure that's been a million bands <laughs> already. And so I just drew the letters. You know, it was, I drew them in like purple and yellow and yeah. it was like all like completely distorted. And we drew I, it I on a 12 by 12. I see it as like a Descendants type band. Yeah. I don't know who that is, but it, it sounds yeah. correct. Yeah. Um. Do you do you did you envision the sound of distorted or distortion? Excuse me, distortion. Distortion. Did you yeah. envision Dis- what the band sounded like? Distorted is in '90s Orange County. Yeah. Well, this was. <laughs> I'm, I'm older than you guys. This this was like '83, mm-hmm. so it was it was metal. It was something. Okay. Something heavy metal. Yeah, definitely. A lot of distorted guitar chords, I guess, and a lot of screaming and yelling. Do you still consider yourself metal, Judah? Uh, <laughs> How metal uh, would you say you are? Uh, you know, I like uh, uh, I like all kinds of music, but uh, I I I still, you know, like the old '80s metal stuff. I also like Tom Jones a lot. <laughs> Tom Jones has a new autobiography. I don't know if you guys knew that. No, yeah, I didn't know that. I the, it came in and uh, it's called "You Won't Believe All the Pussy I've Gotten." <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just called "Armpit Deep." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I saw him twice live, and it, yeah, he was he was. Great. I would love to see Tom Jones great, live. Amazing performer. I it think really, I really like going to see live music. But something that I feel like I have neglected in going to see live music is I don't see enough crooners. Yeah, I feel like I would like to go to more. Well, I know that you really loved that time you went to that Barry Manilow concert. Oh yeah, I did go to a Barry. Manilow I saw a Barry Manilow in, in high school. I really liked too. it. Yeah, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. It, I saw him. I was doing it. This is like probably fifteen or more years ago. I'm doing a set at Gotham Comedy Club in New York, and a waitress goes to me, "Hey, I got uh, an extra ticket to uh, Barry Manilow," <laughs> and I'm like, "You want to go? My friend can't make it." And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, it's six row seats, Radio City. I'm like, yeah. And it was awesome. You, just you don't made have to exactly stop. the right call. Yeah. Stop yeah. talking. Yeah. Yes, I will go yeah. with you. It's you don't yes. need to keep selling it to me. I remember it was. He had He's going to do Copacabana. Yeah. He's, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he, that place is going to go fucking crazier than any place you've ever seen. And it did. Yeah. He, <laughs> he was promoting his album called Reminiscence. Yeah. And so it, he was singing. The album was him singing. Big hits from the seventies that were not his, mm. you know. So some of his favorite songs that were big hits. So that's what a lot of the concert was. And then, like, so about an hour into the concert, and he does, you know, funny banter in between the songs and stuff. Yeah, and then, you know, I think I I do remember that. Maybe my uh, note to Barry. Yeah. If you're listening. Yeah. Barry Chooch Manilow. <laughs> you put on a great show. Yeah. Let's talk more rock. 
Really? I Let's hear you talk on that. more. I hear you on that. And I do like I do like yeah. stage banter yeah. a lot, and yeah. I really appreciate it. Well, this night he didn't do too much. It was yeah, the yeah. perfect. Okay, good, amount. good, good. It was yeah. like a little. I funny, do remember seeing. It was like a yeah, yeah. very short, funny quip, mm-hmm. and then on the next song. So he's singing all these old '70s songs, covers, and then all of a sudden he goes, and this next song uh, was when when all the way to number one in 1978, and it was mine. And what? then he sings this, and then he and then he starts like a fast paced disco mm-hmm. version. Of Copacabana, yeah, and then afterwards, every I mean, everyone's standing throughout the whole mm-hmm. song. They get up and stand, and a standing ovation afterwards. And then he goes, "Let's do it again." What? And he sang no! the song no! again, oh, and everyone standing ovation, just yeah! going crazy. Everyone just let's do everyone it again. Just lost it. It was uh, great. <laughs> I I mean, when I went, I went. I was in high school, and I think I was going in the time where uh, I think the place now is called the Verizon Wireless Amphitheater, but it was called Irvine Meadows back then. It was just a big amphitheater where, you know, the Barry Manilow. This is in? Uh, Orange County. Or uh, in yes. Irvine, it, California. Yeah, Irvine, okay. California. This is before corporations. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, it was briefly known as the East India Company <laughs> Theater. <laughs> um, and we... Uh, we figured out how we could like sneak in. We know we found a little place in the parking lot where we could like jump a fence and then get into uh, concerts that had uh, poor security. Right. That's if it was awesome. like a if it was like a big band, they would uh, you know if it was like a band that was popular at the time. Oh, uh, not like a big band. Oh no, no, yeah, I not did a, like um, I did a movie. Andy Kirk and his Twelve Clouds of Joy. <laughs> I did a movie ten years ago where I played that character. Uh, basically, I played oh, yeah? uh, Andy the, Kirk or the Twelve Clouds of Joy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, a, a guy trying to sneak into a concert. I uh, it was called the Darwin Awards. Uh-huh. The movie didn't go anywhere. I thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. It had a huge cat. It was like Joseph Fiennes, Monona Ryder, a lot of people. And I play a guy. It was me and Lucas Haas, and mm-hmm. we play two uh, high guys in the Seattle <laughs> area. And we try to sneak into a Metallica concert, and I, my character gets killed trying to sneak into the Metallica concert. He he makes it, but uh, so that reminds me of that nice. Yeah. No, you know that's funny. I think Metallica was one of the concerts we tried to get into but couldn't. Uh, so I think that and one. That's why was, you lived. Yeah, that's right. Good. That's why I'm. That's why I'm here today. It's because uh, the good people at uh, Irvine Meadows were kind enough to to keep me out of that Metallica. But we did go to see Barry Manilow, and uh, I mean, you know, I was listen, I was. 15 or 16 and I was I was there as a goof. Jordan, I don't mean to sure. break up the reality of your Please, story, yeah. but we knew each other when you went to see Barry Manilow. Mm-hmm. So you were at least 18 or 19. Did I buy I rem- a ticket to go see Barry no, Manilow? No, you did jump the fence. Oh, I did. Was but I still was... doing that in college? Yeah. Okay, that was sad. I probably shouldn't no, have been no, doing that. No, no, you were like home for spring break or something. Yeah. Anyway, I'm that embarrassed. I, if, I think if I think about it as— I don't think you should be embarrassed about this if because I think, I think it's about, great. If I think about it as me in high school, uh-huh. I'm like, oh, that's a fun, youthful goof. But if you're 19 and you're going to see Barry Manilow, that's fun. Yeah, a little too old. Okay. A little too old. I, 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 I would have hoped I would have— I want to be clear sure. here that I was not bringing up your age in order to shame no, you. No, no, that's okay. I still just, think you're it's trying fun. to. I think it's really fun. If you said to me, I know a way to sneak into the Barry Manilow concert tonight, I'm 34. Sure. I would say, okay. let's do this if I can get a babysitter. <laughs> if I, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, fucking just strap the baby on, bring him with you. Mm. Baby Bjorn, or do you think I should use the Moby Wrap? Uh, oh, I mean, whatever, I mean, whatever would would decrease the amount that the baby's head is banging against the fence. Uh, the, tu- the, the Tula carrier. I That's, yeah, the you're Tula the, the carrier. Tula. My yeah. favorite part of your Barry Manilow story mm-hmm. is your thoughts that where you're like, hey, Barry, 
less talk, more music. Yeah, that's, right. That's, that's you know, as a nineteen-year-old, you're talking our you're talking our ear yeah. off. Anytime here, Jordan yeah. goes to a show, there's a corresponding memorandum. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you snuck into that show to hear him sing, not yeah, to hear him talk, not to hear that, not to hear him yak you know? yak our ears off. Uh, but I definitely remember being there with a with a spirit of irony. You know, not taking this seriously. This is funny. This will be a fun story. Uh, but when he started playing Copacabana, I really remember the explosive energy and just the nasty fuck stink wafting <laughs> off that place when he played it. People were so excited. Like this, the and you, I, you, just, you couldn't deny that energy. Like how yeah. intense that was when the crowded Barry Manilow concert finally gets to hear Copacabana. It's amazing. Well, what I remember about it, I mean, we I, I really think maybe it was your freshman year, my yeah. sophomore year of college, mm-hmm. but I remember that you enjoyed the show so much mm-hmm. that you were racked with guilt for having jumped over the fence and decided to buy a t-shirt while you were there. Oh, did I, oh, did I wear it? That's, that is awesome. That is definitely a, uh, <laughs> a thing I would have done in college is wear a Barry Manilow t-shirt I think you did around. the right thing doing yeah. that. I the think so, too. The thing that most dated it was it was that kind of t-shirt, uh, that kind of band t-shirt that was characterized by like a... A four or five inch horizontal band across the chest. Oh yeah, sure. You know that kind of thing I'm oh, talking about. I wish about? I still had that. Huh. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, lost you know. lost to the ages. Jordan, we can't we we can't hold on to our youth. That no, way. you know that's true. Granted, now you were too old. Sure. To, no. <laughs> no, you weren't at all. Yeah. I would go see Barry Manilow in a second. I would. Yeah. If, if he's if he's coming to the Hollywood Bowl or something, I would see that. Jordan and I are going to see Don Rickles. Uh, knock on wood. Uh, in January. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. Where's he at? Uh, he's at like maybe the Saban Theater in yeah, Beverly Hills, yeah. something like that. It's great. Uh, we it was one of those things where you know the tickets came up on uh, on Gold Star, the discount ticket service, mm-hmm. but they came up a solid eight months before the show, <laughs> uh, and they were pretty expensive. So I don't think it was a bargain for that we like we. I I probably put 200 bucks on our pair of tickets, you know what I mean? Yeah. But uh when you're doing that like I don't think you get a refund if Don Rickles dies. So it's <laughs> sort of like a reverse mortgage or a life insurance policy for Don Rickles. Sure. Like he if he lives, he gets paid for the concert. I just I hope they don't replace him with Jeff Dunham. Yeah. <laughs> That's worst case scenario. And I say this a, I say this a little bit as a joke, but kind of seriously. I don't know if Rickles will top Elvira. Mm. I saw Elvira a couple weekends ago at the Not Scary Farm Halloween event. Oh, that's she was awesome. great. Jordan, I heard she's can super I, nice. And I just worry that yeah. I've already seen my I've already seen a comedy legend. You know, I mean, El- is you- the other one going to be? Is this is this other comedy legend going to be underwhelming? I think that you made it clear that Alvira maybe topped Dame Edna, who we saw and really enjoyed. It was close. That's a close race. And so I think mm. there's no reason that Don Rickles can't top Elvira. Now I want to say one thing about Elvira. I'm glad you brought sure. up Elvira. Yeah, there was a comment on Twitter or Reddit. Mm-hmm. I can't remember which that said that I sounded like I was bored or uninterested mm-hmm. in. Uh, the fact that you and our last week's guest, Sarah Morgan, went to see Elvira. Mm-hmm. That couldn't be further from the truth. Mm-hmm. I w- was and am sincerely <laughs> were, jealous that you guys saw Elvira. You were genuinely jerking thinking. off because you were thinking about Elvira. Yeah, So exactly. that's why they would say... I love Elvira, too. So I just want to mm-hmm. make it clear, if it sure. sounded like I wasn't thrilled about you guys, mm-hmm. that was 
purely because I'm a poor broadcaster. <laughs> Not poverty-wise, but just quality-wise. Sure, you're wise. doing all right. You're doing all I'm right. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine, Jordan. I'm a homeowner. <laughs> sure. You know? I have a family. Mm-hmm. They go to preschool. You bought a family. <laughs> I had enough money to purchase a family. Now, granted, I had to put them on layaway. Oh, okay. Sure. But, you know, I, I own They're them They're yours. Now. You're the owner. Yeah. RTO. Rent to own. Mm-hmm. That's what I say. Just don't spill grape juice on them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, did you, did you, we were, while we were taking a break, you said you had a, you had a question for me. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, your last name is Morris, yes. correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, are you aware that there is a soccer player who is on the U.S. men's national soccer team with the same name? Uh, this goes is, to Stanford. This is fun. Uh, I, we, I don't think we've talked about this on the show. Yes, I am. Uh, hey, soccer nerds, I know that. <laughs> so, every time on Twitter, like like soccer Twitter accounts will say like Jordan Morris, and I think this guy's good, right? Yeah, he is. He actually kind of it seems like he got on the team almost as a goof because yeah. the uh, the men's team he wasn't on the scouts radar at all, mm-hmm. but the men's team was doing a practice game. Uh, when they were training for a big game against Stanford, and he plays at Stanford, and he like lit up the U.S. national team and scored like a couple goals against him, and that's how he sort of got on the team. Wow! Yeah. Uh, so he's 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 like a note. He seems to be a noteworthy player. I mean, I yeah. get I get I yeah. get Twitter Twitter spammed every time he does something, and it seems gotcha. like it happens pretty regularly. Yeah, yeah, he's doing okay. Interesting. Uh, yeah, it it uh, it's weird. I know we have not. Uh, we can get him on Jordan Jesse Go, right? Do you think so? Yeah. Brian, get Jordan Morris soccer player on Jordan Jesse Go. I think you can do this. I guess I my Twitter name is Jordan underscore Morris. Do you think he's the guy who has Jordan Morris no underscore? Like he anticipated it when he was in high school? I think he's, only, yeah, I guess I think so. he's, he's only 19 yeah. or 20. So I'm probably yeah. going to be huge in some field. Yeah. He's probably a really funny guy. I bet. You know what I mean? If there's one thing that can be said <laughs> of soccer players at Stanford, it's sure. there. Is their like off the cuff wit? Yeah, is really what they keeps go them, with it. You know, you know, something... when you talk about you know comedy in college, it's it's uh, Harvard Lampoon, <laughs> right? Sure. Yeah, and uh, Stanford soccer. <laughs> right, um, that's, those are the the two. Oh, that's really. where all the Simpsons writers come from. They were yeah. all on the Stanford soccer team. Yeah, sure, yeah. And that. it's like if you really want diversity in mm-hmm. writers' rooms, sure. stop hiring exclusively yeah. people <laughs> from the Stanford soccer team because right. you're not going to get diversity that way. Mm-hmm. I agree. Do you, you are, got, if you want, honestly, mm-hmm. Jordan, if you want diversity in writer's room, let's start hiring soccer players from Chivas. <laughs> sure. Mexican professional <laughs> soccer team, Chivas. I think that's all, like, seriously a good idea. And what about arena football players? That's a really good point. What about the San Jose Sabercats? They've you don't got think a, they can write gags they've got a, for the they've got, a, they've got a perspective. I mean, with a name like the Sabercats, yeah. Yeah. that's a creative name for a team. <laughs> well, they actually know. got that name because of their uh, saber-like wit. Mm. A lot of people have rapier wit. They sure. have saber wit. Cat-like Better reflexes. slashing than poking. Saber-like wit. Right. Yeah. Dude, are you a soccer fan? Yeah, yeah. Soccer and ping pong are the two main sports of mine. <laughs> so do you follow professional ping pong? I do, actually. <laughs> do you? Are you a ping pong player? Yeah, I, th- I, I play ping pong. Do you I play, play like club ping pong or like competitive ping pong yeah, at all? Both, yeah. And then I have uh, friends who are you know top players and I'm not a – like an Olympic level top player, but I I play tournaments. Are you for not? A, for a tournament? I'm like a regular. I'm like average, but uh, you know. But if someone doesn't play official tournaments, I should be able to 
easily beat anybody. You know, Maybe, I, actually, I, I think I know it. I, when you were saying that, I had a crazy sense of deja vu. I think, God, I would forget who it was. I think one of the At Midnight writers was telling me about Maybe the Sklar brothers hosted a ping pong tournament. Yeah, that yeah you it was played actually in? last year at, at Moon Tower. This past year oh, at yeah, Moon yeah, Tower yeah. Festival, uh-huh. they host an all-day ping pong tournament, and they have the Sklar brothers uh, do the commentating. They're absolutely hilarious, and they only interview the losers after the match, which I think is a, a brilliant idea. And uh, yeah, so I, I I won that thing, and I think uh, the 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 fun. tone of the story someone was telling me is that yeah. you fucking embarrassed everybody like it was yeah, not I even a contest so. yeah i think so yeah <laughs> you know our friend jim real the master of would you rather who's been numerous times mm-hmm. a guest on jordan jesse go <laughs> some at some point in his adulthood just started playing i think it was just like uh uh he's uh he's an engineer up in the bay area like a science engineer his company works a lot with uh, uh, Asian companies, and uh-huh. so there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of Chinese and Korean guys that he works with. Oh, places cool. where ping pong is much bigger. Cool. Sport, ping pong, actually, tennis. in this country, period, uh, some of the best ping pong clubs and training centers are in the Bay Area. Yeah, and yeah. he just like got obsessed with ping pong and became like a. I mean, he's ranked like number three hundred and forty seven or something like right. that, but somehow became a oh, ranked cool. ping pong player. Just because of his obsession with ping pong. Yeah. There's a few other people. Well, in comedy, uh, Frank Caliendo and actually <laughs> Jonathan Katz. Really? Uh, when he was younger. Yeah, he was like actually oh. a top junior. And then also in the, uh, well, puzzles and podcast world, radio world, uh, Will Shorts is actually a big ping pong oh. player. And he actually owns his own ping pong club in Westchester, New York. That's I'm one not, of the best in the country. I'm not trying to use uh, Jordan's catchphrase here, but that tracks. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 yeah, that seems, yeah, that seems like that fits. Yeah. Uh, in... At this Moon Tower comedy thing, is there a is there a comedian now that offered even a little bit of a challenge or no? There was, uh, <laughs> but it was hilarious. It was hilarious. They had because it was comics. They, they built it as like comics versus audience. Okay, so it was. I think anybody can join it. You know, but but I got to see Emo Phillips play ping pong. Wow, and he was trying his hardest, and yeah, and so was the guy he was playing, and and e- Emo beat him, <clears throat> and it was. They were two of the worst players I'd ever seen. <laughs> and, and Emo won, and it was just – it was one of the most entertaining things I've seen. It was, it was great. Amazing. Yeah. I Are mean, you... he's always been kind of a jock. Sure, right, yeah. Yes, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> no. Is there – are you – are you planning on playing ping pong while you're in town anywhere? Is I actually a- played today. I'm uh, at the Standard Hotel, and they actually have two free ping pong tables out in oh. the, the lounge pool area there. So, yeah. You can I, still get I, some- I've traveled with my own paddles. So do you have to, like, do it left <laughs> – if you're just in a public place playing ping pong, do you have to do it left-handed or something yeah, like I that? Yeah, I can switch hands. Yeah, I'm, I'm – uh, uh, left-handed, I'm actually pretty good. Have you ever yeah. played Susan Sarandon? Uh, we've played uh, we played doubles partners once against uh, some other people. Yeah. yeah, did you win? Uh, it was just hitting around. It was an exhibition. It wasn't a game. Sure, right. uh, but we would have won. Is Susan no. Sarandon a noted ping pong player? Yeah, she owns a ping pong club, doesn't she? Yeah, she's not a noted player, but she's a noted, uh, I guess, fan and, oh, uh, huh. and supporter of ping pong. Yeah, the, there's a club called Spin in New York, and they have one here. It's actually in the Standard Hotel downtown, and. Uh, yeah, she's one of one of the owners of that. I didn't know that. I don't know if you knew this. She's also uh, a very attractive woman mm-hmm. and great at acting. Mm. Yeah, she's she's like so that's, a, that's three cool facts about Susan. She's Sarah actually one of one of the few 
ping pong club owners who's a, a brilliant actor. Yeah. Also. <laughs> Although Will Shorts yeah. is not bad. Sure. Like, Will Shorts is pretty good. He can, can't carry a movie. But he can come yeah. in and do his puzzle master check. <laughs> sure, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sort of like if you're looking for somebody to mm-hmm. do a puzzle master role. Yeah, if the writing's already there. But right. you, you probably shouldn't ask him to improvise a scene. Mm-hmm. It's like Eminem was you know. good in 12 Mile. <laughs> 8 Mile, yeah. 8 Mile. Uh-huh. <laughs> This is, well, he was good in the, Twelve Mile, which was the yeah the directed DVD sequel. Yeah. <laughs> How's Daniel Day Lewis as a ping pong player? Do we know? I don't know. He, intense, you know, for a ping pong player, for a ping pong player, he is a very good shoemaker. <laughs> right. So there's that. Okay, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Judah Friedlander, the champ. Okay, here's here's the details of the Bullseye Tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, Friday, November 13th, that's this coming Friday, if you're listening to this show the week it comes out. Uh, we're in Los Angeles. Uh, we have William H. Macy, the great Baron Vaughn, hilarious stand-up comedian, uh, the great band Chicano Batman. Awesome. And past Jordan, Jesse Go guests, Matt Walsh and Brian Husky of uh, Veep. And the new movie, A Better You. Uh, which I've seen. Real funny. Yeah. Real Those hoot. guys are two of the funniest guys yeah. on earth. Totally. Like, if you really would have be hard-pressed to find two funnier dudes than mm-hmm. Matt Walsh and Brian Husky. Um, Wednesday, November 18th, Cambridge, Massachusetts. So that's near Boston. Mm-hmm. It's great. Sort of part of Boston sure. in some I love Cambridge. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, a gr- it's a great place to uh, have somebody tell you about car talk. Um, Barney Frank is going to be there, mm-hmm. uh, the the world's funniest congressman who's not Al Franken. Uh, Lamont Price, very funny Boston-based stand-up comic, and Mission of Burma. Hey, yeah, cool, wow, great. Uh, their Mission of Burma is actually flying in a guy who mm-hmm. does not live in Boston. Most of them live in Boston, but one of them doesn't, so that they can do this show. It's going to be an interview, and they're going to do some songs. Awesome. And where is that? Uh, that's in uh, that's in Boston, a place called, I believe, the Oberon. A couple of awesome. hot lineups. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, Brooklyn, Tavi Gevinson, mm-hmm. Aparna Nancharla, one of the funniest comics in She's the country. She's a friend of mine. She's hilarious. Yeah, really. Uh, Farrell Monch, m- one of my favorite rappers mm-hmm. of all time. Uh, and just added, a guy called David Cross. Have you heard of this guy? I think so. Uh, from the world of being a comedy legend, right? Yeah, you got it. Sure. Exactly. Uh, then we're doing uh, Make Your Thing, my talk about making independent media with uh, John Hodgman in Manhattan. Uh, Philadelphia, we have uh, Dr. Robert Hicks, who's one of the directors of the Mutter Museum, which is going to put like uh, gross that's, gross oddities in yeah, my hand. Yeah, that's a pretty wild museum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's totally amazing. Uh, Hari Kondabolu, another past guest sure. of Jordan Jesse Go, one of the funniest dudes. Uh, Joel Hodgson, who you might have heard of, hey, Jordan. sure. Um, and in Washington, D.C., Ray Suarez, Dan Deacon, and another really funny comic, Phoebe Robinson. Um, really great lineups, bullseyetour.com. Get some tickets right now because they're about to be sold out. Actually, Philly just sold out, so I don't know why I mm-hmm. gave out that lineup. Sorry. Just to people taunt people. Yeah, you can go to the Brooklyn show. Get on get on StubHub. Yeah, get up on StubHub. Mm-hmm. You think there's tickets for our shows on StubHub? I don't know. Brian, check if there's check tickets for StubHub. our shows. Let's buy some tickets for my show on StubHub. <laughs> Why go to bullseyetour.com when you can go to StubHub? Um, when something momentous happens to you, like you book David Cross on your show mm-hmm. in Brooklyn, uh, we ask that you call us for our segment, Momentous Occasions. 206-984-4FUN is our telephone number. 206-984-4FUN. 
try and spell out fun in case anybody doesn't know how that's spelled, <laughs> Judah. I, nothing wrong with doing that. Let's let's hear our first call. This is uh, Jacob uh, somewhere in the void that is North Dakota. I was doing my nightly Googling uh, to entertain myself. There's nothing else to do here. Uh, adding on different nouns to the search term furry. Uh, came across Furry Jesus, uh, where I saw a wonderful uh, furry rendition of The Last Supper, where I believe Jesus was a anthropomorphic ferret. Uh, but the best one of all was a furry 9-11 tribute art, uh, where I saw, pretty sure it was made in Microsoft Paint, uh, anthropomorphic Simba and Nala uh, from The Lion King, in front of an American flag background with the Twin Towers on fire and some sort of sappy patriotic statement or patriotic statement hanging out on the background as well. Uh, too soon or not soon enough? Not sure. Happy to contribute. Have a good night, guys. We're glad he didn't do this grudgingly, first and foremost. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> uh, really bizarre. The most bizarre fan arty thing I've seen on the Internet recently and I forget the Google hole that I was spelunking down to get to this. But we should explain. You live in North Dakota. There's literally nothing sure. to do there. <laughs> right. Yeah. You, uh, you, just do, you put on a miner's hat with a little lamp and you Google. This um, guy is acting like there's no television <laughs> and films and books. Sure. And nature. Mm-hmm. There's four cool things to do. Sexual before, intercourse, sports. Before Googling <laughs> just, furry Jesus. Furry <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You just you know, you just finished up the latest season of Penny Dreadful on Showtime Now. You don't have anything else to do. So you Google furry nine eleven. Go to Mount Rushmore. Okay, sure. That's my recommendation. Again. Next time you feel the urge to Google furry 9-11, <laughs> go to Mount Rushmore. Um, the, weirdest, the weirdest one of these that I've seen is McGruff the Crime Dog. Right. This is also looks like it was made in Microsoft Paint, although someone who had a masterful command of it. Thank you for clarifying that it was McGruff the Crime Dog. Yeah. And not say McGruff the City Commissioner. <laughs> yeah, Comptroller McGruff. McGruff the Chaplain. Yeah, this is the Crime Dog. Yeah. McGruff the Crime Dog uh, opening his trench coat like a flasher um, with a giant red erection <laughs> in front of a child who looks horrified. <laughs> The, the just the wait. So this is child oh. abuse. What was the wait? Hold on, I have a question. What was the Google search for for this one? I wish I knew. Oh, he I was wish just I searching knew. for child abuse. Porn. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. This thing. is too much. Yeah. yeah. I was I, I was searching for uh, uh, beloved mascot sullied. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. <laughs> and initially, the first thing you got was the Miami Dolphins dolphin. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> From a deleted scene in Ace Ventura. Yeah. Second thing was. Uh, uh, St. Louis Rams wide receiver Flipper Anderson, <laughs> Los Angeles Rams, sure. I guess at the time. Um, so yeah, he and the 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 deliberate look of terror on the child's face really sticks with me. I can see that little MS Paint face when wow. I close my eyes. Like the decision to make the child hate McGruff's dick in a way was very very particular and uh very baffling in a way Jordan your job writing for at midnight mm-hmm. 
is a little like being a war correspondent in sure. that there are things you can't unsee. No, yeah, thank you, and thank you for making that. I think this... Uh, Oh, this, this was just painting. in my home Googling. <laughs> I th- no, but I think this painting you're talking about really mm-hmm. says a lot about uh, police corruption. You know, I mm. think it, uh, mm. it's a heavy statement. No, maybe that's something that I neglected. I was maybe not seeing the satire yeah. that was that was uh, implicit in this. So, yeah. no, thank you, for, thank you for bringing that up. I just thought it was... Uh, that's what um, I do. The the sexual leanings of a dark mind, but can I tell you something? Uh, an experience that I had uh, that is actually directly related to you in your career, Jordan. Sure. Um, I was up in San Francisco this week on a brief business trip, mm-hmm. uh, and I had a meeting with a man named Alexis, uh, who's uh, probably best known for being the uh, uh, co-founder of Reddit. Okay. And I'm chatting with him about mm-hmm. business matters. Sure. As you do with a tens of millions there. I think mm-hmm. he sold Reddit to – he and his co- co-founder uh, sold Reddit early. Mm-hmm. So to 4chan, not, they're right? Not yes. <laughs> they're not hundreds of millions there. Sure. Uh, but they're uh, – I, th- I think they sold it to the Silk Road. OK. Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, but uh, tens of millions there. Very, very nice man. Mm-hmm. And there was a point in the conversation where I thought – I just had this – you know how you have those kind of momentary thoughts that are – it takes a little uh, – like a sentence or two to express them. But mm-hmm. they feel – it's like looking at a picture of the thought that you can mm-hmm. understand. And the thought was I can now mention slash R slash Dragon's, Dragon's fucking cars. cars. Oh, yeah. Sure. Should I mention that to the founder of Reddit? Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I may never again speak with Alexis, the founder sure. of Reddit. I might as well just say something about Dragon's fucking cars. Mm-hmm. He's familiar with it and thinks it's fun. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Great. I'm glad we I'm glad we have that closure now. He had the Judah s- for you, there is a section of Reddit devoted to people drawing pictures of and sometimes animating animating Dragon's fucking cars. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and he had the thought, he expressed to me the same thing that I think any right-thinking person who sees the Dragon's fucking car subreddit, uh, the thought that any of those people would have, which essentially is, you know, they do a really nice job with that. Sure. Like, they put the effort in and they come out with a pretty impressive product. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there you go. That was Jesse's meeting with an important internet person. <laughs> Je- that was that's part of our segment. Jesse ruins a business meeting. <laughs> um, let's take our next call. He just tore up the check he was about to yeah. give you as soon as like, mm, this isn't going to work out. Hi, Jordan Jesse guest. This is Paul from Maryland. I'm calling with a momentous occasion. I was driving down the street, and on either side of the road, when I came to a stoplight. There were two hobos, and when I say hobo, I mean what you imagine a hobo looks like in your head. And uh, they were yelling at each other, and finally one of them starts going across the street to the other one, and they they both put up their dukes, like, again, like the cartoon turn-of-the-century pugilists would put up their dukes, and they square off for a second, and one of them flings a punch at the first one, and completely misses and falls on his face in the ground. And the second one grabs him by the collar and, like, helps him up at this point. Like, hey, buddy, I'm really sorry. I'm sorry we were fighting. That that was bad. Like, you all right? And uh, 
they just checked up on each other, and then they, they walked off together. And it was just the strangest thing I'd ever seen. So that's that's hobo that's code. That's my occasion. Uh, love the show. See you later. Bye. We love you, too. Um, that's the hobo's code. Sure, yeah. It's a fraternity. Yeah. Um, what do you picture when you picture a hobo? Uh, yeah, I mean, top hat. With the, the, uh, like the a, top like a, flopping off. Right, like exactly. Like as though – that's the main thing I'm imagining. Besides yeah. a bindle, mm-hmm. the main thing I'm thinking about is that kind of hat where it's like you, you're almost done opening a can of chili. Mm-hmm. Sure. Judah, hobo thoughts? What do you make a hobo? You know, uh, that's, you know, it's an older term that you don't hear too much anymore. Sure. I think of you know carrying a long stick yeah. and on the end of it is – some cloth that's mm-hmm. actually like your your bag of stuff. Mm-hmm. Judah, that's called a, that's called a bindle, and I already brought it. Brought it. Oh, see, I didn't know what a bindle was. Well, it's a, it's the stick that has a bag of cloth at the oh, end that okay. a hobo carries. It's well, called a bindle. You know, I don't have a strong vocabulary. <laughs> you know, it's, it's it's adequate. It usually gets me through most situations. Judah, we, <laughs> we emailed before you came on the show, didn't we? No, I don't think so. Yeah, we did. I think you emailed me and mentioned you were coming to town, and I invited you on Jordan Jesse Go. Is what I remember happening. Yeah, and I remember asking you mm-hmm. to refresh your hobo vocabulary. Oh, your vocabulary. <laughs> yeah, Hobabulary? no, I must have. Vocabulary. Uh, maybe that was. Thing. Maybe that was yeah. all the way at the end of the email, and I, and I missed it or something. So you don't even. You didn't even. Was it an attachment? Even... Did you send that as an attachment, Jesse? Uh, yeah, we sent it as a PDF because it's universally readable. Well, it doesn't matter what device it is. Well, if somebody, if you haven't updated your phone's reader, sometimes those won't open. So maybe that's. I don't know. It's well, like, you know, why? the term "hobo's" derogatory. So yeah. So maybe you know. Tell my, that to I, the mayor of Hoboken. Mm. Wow, I better not do that. That would be not awkward. Me. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know. I think I think I have a, a, a spam, you know, a filter that that filters out that. Oh, kind offensive of language. language okay. Yeah, yeah, derogatory sure. language. Yeah. So maybe that's why it wasn't. In there. Yeah, maybe you should ask if you want people and, to and, see. And your... Bindle so was you in there, but I didn't. I didn't <laughs> bindle does seem like it could be a slur. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what bindle means. No, so you bindle's also taking all our jobs. You also didn't get that email I sent about uh, how I got gypped. <laughs> um. So no, I did uh, not. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> did you get my email about the deceptive Dutch? <laughs> no. No. Well. No. I don't shit. get any of these emails. No. What's that? We should. You know what? My, email, all... my email cares. Okay. <laughs> we should all have a filter on our emails. Yeah. The security. Yeah. The security out. on my email has has a conscience. Yeah. <laughs> Seems like the world should put this filter on, if you ask me. An SJF, if you will, mm-hmm. social justice filter. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm for that. Guys, I like it, guys. I think we just became socialpreneurs. Terrific. Yeah, you're welcome, America. Yeah, hey, and the world. Hey, Tom's, take a hike. Yeah, we don't need your shoes anymore. There's a new game in town. Yeah, and it's, <laughs> it's a social justice filter to yeah. filter out slurs from your email. Yeah, why not? If you've got a momentous occasion for us, two zero six nine eight four four fun or email us at jjgo at maximumfun.org. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. The world champion, Judah Friedlander. The world champion now. Of authors. 
his second book, If Raindrops United. Yep, it's uh, if the raindrops united. Yeah, no, that that's that's actually the nickname for the book is if raindrops united. <laughs> <laughs> cool nickname. Um, so yeah, no, it's a new book I have. It just came out two weeks ago, and I'm You'd, in L.A. doing a couple. Yeah, of I was gonna say, are you it. doing are you doing book stuff for it? Yeah, I am. I uh, I'm doing um, a show this Wednesday at the Hollywood Improv on Melrose. Uh, it's basically me doing a headlining stand-up show, but everyone who comes to the show gets a free copy of the book, and I'll sign the book after the show. And then Friday, I'm doing a free event at Skylight Books, the bookstore mm-hmm. called Skylight Books. And uh, there, I'm doing about an hour-long presentation uh, and then a signing afterwards. And the presentation is, you know, my book is a book of drawings and cartoons, so but it's more of a serious discussion where I talk about um, – you know, what goes into especially the drawings that are more uh, dealing with social issues, whether it's uh, classism or racism or uh, gun control or other government oppression. Uh, so I talk about the serious side of things and I also talk about, uh, you know, sort of my history with drawing and how I came up with some of these. And then I do a Q&A and then I do a signing afterwards. So those are my my two events. Are so. you doing? Are you doing anything? Have you already done stuff in New York? The book's been out like a couple weeks, right? Yeah, I did uh, – I did uh, a couple events just like that in New York City. I did a bookstore thing in Brooklyn, did a show at the Village Underground in Manhattan, and then I did a signing at the uh, Brattle Theater in Cambridge that uh, Harvard Bookstore put on, and uh, that was great. And then uh, so then this week I have a couple here, and then I have some more coming up soon in uh, Toronto, and then I just got some regular stand-up tour stuff uh, in Buffalo and Philadelphia and then back in New York. Where yeah. can people find your dates for Toronto, Buffalo, et cetera, et cetera? Uh, I would go to judahfriedlander.com. Yeah. Uh, That's a good place. This sounds like a, that yeah. sounds like a hot spot. Sounds like a fun place yeah. to hang out. And then also the uh, I've been posting some new drawings of mine as well as some old ones that are in the book, but some new drawings that are not in the book on my uh, Instagram which is uh, and my Twitter, which is at Judah World Champ, J U D A H World Champ. Have you thought? Have you thought about putting uh, any VR experiences into JudahFriedlander.com? Mm. You know, they. I just got approached. Uh, someone wanted to uh, film me uh, using all masturbating. That, all that? No, all that new. Uh, well, I, that I've done. Uh, but uh, you know. film my stand-up set with the uh, the new technology. Really, cameras. Wow. Yeah. So. But uh, I don't know. I haven't seen it yet, so I don't know what it looked. I saw a little bit of it. I don't know it's, that it would be good for comedy. Actually, really. I've seen uh, I've seen a couple stand up specials shot with those, and it's like you're really bowling. <laughs> yeah, I think you're thinking of the Wii, Nintendo Wii. Oh right, yeah. sorry. So, wait, no, I'm thinking of Sony Metreon. Yeah, who did stand-up specials Sony with Metreon. those VR cameras? Who did a special? I don't know. Oh. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Who's done a no, VR. it's okay. Judah, when you do your date at Skylight Books, are you open to interacting with the cat that lives there? Uh, you know, I'm actually uh, I'm not a big fan of cats. Okay. I, uh, so you'd prefer that the cat? Well, for the cat's safety, sure. I think yeah, the cat you should not have much interaction. We should explain that Judah is what's called an alf. <laughs> Alien life you may, form. You may eat the cat. Sure. He's from the planet Melmac. Sure, it's a concern. Okay, it's a good planet. So maybe if the cat's mm-hmm. listening, maybe maybe take the night off. Yeah, I mean, I come as a friend, but you know, let's not get carried away. Okay, uh, Judah Friedlander. Uh, it's a it's a wonderful, delightful book. One of the funniest, nicest guys in comedy. Uh, if you're in any of those places, get out there and support Judah. We're so happy to have them to have him on the show. Um, 
I would like to thank uh, Christian Duenas, who was running the board this week. Of course, he's a major Jordan Jesse Go celebrity. Sure. Uh, as not only the guy whose grandfather's favorite genre of film is talking dog movies, uh, but also the guy who created the animated gif of me and Jordan bumping our butts, mm-hmm. um, which we have declared publicly is the greatest piece of Jordan Jesse Go fan art yeah, ever. It's, gonna, it's the one to beat. Yeah. I mean, so look, with apologies to all the great sure, past there's been Jordan some amazing Jesse stuff. Go, Fan artists. Yeah. I mean, look, this is not a, an insult to Xylo art. No. Okay? This is not about putting down Smart Bunny. Mm-hmm. This is about celebrating Christian and this mm-hmm. animated gif he made of us bumping our butts together. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian Fernandez, of course, the producer of the program, uh, special guest this week, uh, laughing in the background, Art Santana from mm-hmm. Ground Control up in uh, uh, the Portland, Oregon area. Um uh, and if you want to uh, hashtag Jordan Jesse Go, it's JJ Go on Twitter and Facebook and uh, Instagram and so on and so forth. Uh, Tumblr. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are on Twitter at Jesse Thorne at Jordan underscore Morris. Mm-hmm. Wait, at J Morris. Th- what oh was yeah, it? what was the soccer player? J Morris Soccer Thirteen. J Mo Smooth Thirteen is the at professional J-Mo Smooth Soccer Player Thirteen uh, is where to go to find Jordan Morris. <laughs> That's me. Yeah. Um, and uh, we're on uh, Reddit at MaximumFun.Reddit.com where there's always a fun discussion mm-hmm. every week. Uh, the, and literally zero dragons fucking cars. Yeah. So let's get on that, everybody. Yeah. Come <laughs> yeah. on, gang. Throw some, so throw some Ds, F, and Cs up there. Yeah. <laughs> That's what, that, throw some Ds on that C is yeah. the rap song. Sure. Um. Yeah. So uh, that's it this week for Jordan Jesse Go. But it has been a joy to speak with you, <laughs> Jordan. I agree. Less so I agree. Judah. Sure. I, yeah. I, I'm. I'm gonna agree with that. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Yeah. Here, it's been a lot been of fun. A, it's been a lot of fun. We'll Very talk. Cool. We'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.